0: Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Mariko, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now.
1: Welcome. We are so excited to host the podcast with you today. And we have a special program, as all of them are special. But today, you know, the lineup gets better and better as we go through the year. We're always talking about impact. We're always talking about leadership. And we're always talking about outcomes. And we always want to hear, how is the Lord at the center at all of that stuff? Today, we're talking with Jeremy Rice from... world concern and he's going to tell you more about world concern and more about his life jeremy rice welcome thank
0: you so much i'm so excited to be here
1: yeah martha and i are super excited to have you as well before we get started talking about your leadership role and your perspective of what god is doing at world concern tell us how you keep your faith strong and your leadership christ-centered
0: that's a that's a really great question. So uh, part of um, what we do, just from a family perspective, is we have eight ch- children, and so each night overachievers. Do, um, I know, I know. You know, we're trying to follow what God tells us, populate the world. Uh, we tell our pastor, you know, there's two ways to grow a church. We just specialize in one of them, uh, and so uh, each night we do um, some family time devotionals as a family, um, and that really helps keep our family grounded. And then at work, uh, you know, one of the kind of things that attracted me to World Concern is uh, there's a day a week where we have a devotional, which is on Mondays, and then on Thursdays we have a prayer time. And so we're able to come together as a staff, now virtually, Uh, come together as a staff and each week we have a different focus. And so, you know, for this week uh, we might be praying for donors, for another week we might be praying for our Africa region, Um, but it allows us to spend some time, um, you know, deep in devotionals and deep in prayer each week uh, to keep us grounded as leaders so that we're not always thinking that it's, you know, due to us that the things that God is doing through our ministries is happening, that it's really due to what God is doing in our ministries.
1: Mm. Hmm. That's very, very cool. So how often do you get that... Time in the morning, uninterrupted, before you start your day <laughs> when you have kids. eight children around.
0: <laughs> you know, we, uh, my wife and I, we started taking walks, and uh, it's been nice being at home. I work remotely normally, but I have an office uh, nearby that I haven't been going to, and so I've been home, home, uh, and so we've been able to spend some some quality time on our relationships. We take, we've found a, a loop that's about a two mile walk, which takes us about forty five minutes to do in the morning. Mm. Uh, so that um, just you know, having older children helps because they can watch the younger ones, but having that dedicated time each day for us to get out and, and spend quality time together and spend time uh, you know, committed to the relationship and talking through some of the faith elements in our marriage as well is a really good investment.
1: Mm. That's fantastic. Great answer. Thanks
2: for one. sharing that. And Jim and I have such a passion for strong marriages, strong Christian marriages. And I know we could spend a whole show just talking about that. But I love the example that you're setting not only for yourselves, but for your kids and for those that you work with too. So so tell us a little bit about World Concern so we understand what it does and then how you're seeing it impacting the kingdom.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, World Concern is a Christian international relief and development organization. Uh, we work in Haiti, Africa, and Asia, uh, and you know the core of what we're trying to do. We we provide relief. Um, we develop communities um, through a, a program called One Village Transformed. Um, but at the core of you know our efforts is really bringing the gospel to these nations, mm. and it does. It does good to feed people, but it does not as much good to feed people if you don't have that element of, of the gospel in there. So one of the cool stories that came out last week from our South Sudan um, area is one of the things that some of our um, people that we support are doing is we've uh, we've purchased bicycles for some of the evangelists. And so they've been traveling out. Um, they've been, we provided Bibles to them. They've been traveling out to these really remote communities. You know, one of the core things about World Concern is that we go to the hardest places on and so the only way that they're able to get to these areas on bike And they've been going to these communities, I mean, two two things. One is teaching and teaching from the word. And second is preparing these people for the coronavirus and they may never have even heard that it was coming to their community. And so um, it's just a really neat story of of how God is using um, this aspect of us having provided these bikes and these Bibles to people that they can reach both for the kingdom and also reach um, in an effort to prepare these communities that may not have ever heard that this is coming.
1: How much does it cost you to provide a bike to a missionary?
0: You know, offhand, I don't. I think it's like seventy-five or a hundred bucks. It's not a ton of money that that uh, people are spending to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know that investment in the people is is providing you know many returns on on that dollar.
2: That would be difficult for them to spend right there in the exactly. country. So
0: yeah, you're talking probably you know two or three months of income, and and being a pastor an evangelist, right. they're not making very much anyways, and so so simple um, question: really Are you way.
2: are you actually the sending agency then, or are you're helping to fund? I guess I just don't wrap my head around. That that part of it.
0: Yeah, so we're uh, we're funding that work. So we have people okay. in the country. So mm-hmm. in South Sudan, we have staff. Yeah, and then what we're doing is then we're helping evangelists that are there. So our model mm-hmm. is we don't typically send Americans out. We, right. know We're hiring local staff in the country Beautiful. and then teaching them the things that they need to know, and then providing so they're purchasing the supplies and things on the ground there in South Sudan. So you're helping both um, the communities, but then you're helping the local economy because you're buying the things right. there.
2: Right. Oh, that's neat.
1: Hey, we're talking with Jeremy Rice today from. World Concern. Jeremy, where can they find that online?
0: Worldconcern.org.
1: Worldconcern.org. You're the senior director of marketing. What is it that you find about your role as senior director of marketing that drives you to your knees? <laughs>
0: Oh, that's a that's a tremendous question. So, uh, for about uh, eight years before joining World Concern, I was at Food for the Hungry. So I'm I'm fairly new to World Concern. I started in January. What a time to start at a new organization. Wow. Uh, but um, you know the my his my background before working with nonprofits was in the corporate space. And you know when I joined uh, Food for the Hungry, one of my first trips was to Guatemala. And when I was in the community there, um, I went into a house and it was a mom and, and her daughter. And um, her daughter uh, Maritza was about 18 months old at this point that, that we walked into this, this little village and walked into this um, little house in this little village. And the mom was telling us a story through a translator. And the mom was explaining that when we, Food for the Hungry had come into that community, that that little daughter of hers was seven pounds uh, at I'm sorry, it was, uh, yeah, it was around 11 months old when she was about seven pounds. Oh, my. And it, it struck me because, you know, I have eight children at the time. I had six. And none of the six children that we had were ever even seven pounds. Like right. All of them were born more than that. They all have weighed more than that. And here was a little girl who had 11 months, was seven pounds. And now, you know, watching her, she was, you know, just running around and having <sighs> fun and dancing. But when we came in, we saw in, and immediately saw this problem. And we um, addressed it, you know, addressed the health issues there and addressed the feeding issues there. And now we have this beautifully transformed life. Mm. And so that was the moment that I said, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I want to raise as much money as possible to help as many people as possible through organizations like that.
1: And when we
2: come back, lots more Jeremy Rice from World Concern. Field manuals have been around for decades. You and I are soldiers serving in our mission fields at work. The I Work For Him field manuals are intended to provide the practical, tactical, factual, and biblical perspectives around work, women at work, and retirement. Our field manuals provide the detailed biblical information and faith-based how-tos for Christ followers like you serving in the field. Go to iWorkForHim.com forward slash bookstore and request your free chapter today.
1: Hey, welcome back to the podcast. We are your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Privileged to talk today to Jeremy Rice. He's the senior. All of a sudden, I'm thinking football. I just went to football. I'm like, did I just say that right? Like, wasn't there a famous football you know, player named?
0: My dad's name was Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, that's I thought, what it was. Jerry. Spoke a little different all, all of a sudden, there I said that.
1: Goes. All, all of a sudden, out. I said but that. I'm wait like, a second. Did I just say that wrong? All of a sudden, World? I'm picturing this out. Wasn't he like a wide receiver or something? It <laughs> 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 could be a wide receiver. Okay, so we're talking with Jeremy
0: marketing Rice, marketing director, <laughs> I coached football for a Christian school for a long time. Well, there, there you go. You so you that counts for
1: something. Jeremy is the senior director of marketing for World Concern, and we're talking leadership today with him. Jeremy, tell us about your leadership journey how did God prepare you for leading today as the senior director of marketing at World Concern
0: yeah many years ago I uh, was in IT I was in information technology and I decided to go back and get my MBA and to focus on marketing and so I remember sitting in a class and it was organizational um, leadership Hmm. and in that class we had a session on nonprofit management and I remember thinking I don't need to pay any attention to this particular session of the class because nonprofits are crazy and I'm never going to work at one. (laughs) And I think the moment you say something like that is the moment God goes, watch out. And so we never uh, tell God, never. Never tell God, never. So we were in Columbus, Ohio at the time, and we moved south. We decided that we were tired of the gray skies. And so we moved south to the Charlotte area. And the, the job that I got when we moved to Charlotte was at a nonprofit, of all things. And so that, um, that when I was there, I met a gentleman named Tim Smith, who ended up uh, becoming the chief development officer at Food for the Hungry. And that was how I transitioned uh, to there. And so it was kind of an interesting story about how God weaved our life through you know corporate America America into the nonprofit space. And then, uh, you know, really worked um, in me uh, to. Um, understand that nonprofits can be crazy, um, Mm -hmm. but that there's such great benefits that they can provide and there's such great value that they can provide. And that, you know, over those course of after I, you know, kind of discovered that this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, I I really dug in and said, you know, what do I need to do to learn this art and the science of fundraising, and then also in leadership. And so at the time, at FH, I was the director of digital marketing, had one person reporting to me, um, and then over the years moved up and became the senior director of marketing over there with a with a large team, and we were raising you know lots of money and, mm-hmm. and doing really good things. Um, so over that time, you know, I really learned um, the skill set necessary to do, but then I also learned you know the people management necessary to do, and mm, and what huge. what God really needed me to take on, and and the And the challenges of of the things where I was weak in on Mm -hmm. where I could rely on him and where I was strong in and emphasizing those strengths. So Um, so I think that's, you know, the value of, of that kind of journey that I took.
2: That's awesome. So let's think about your leadership today. Was there any transformational moment that affected your leadership at the way you see it today?
0: Yeah, it was uh, a few years ago. Uh, I was reporting to the CDO and Mike Myers is his name, and and Mike's a tremendous leader. And at the time I had um, just digital um, fundraising responsibilities and he came to me and he said, I really want you to take on direct marketing. So direct mail and telemarketing and and some other uh, fundraising responsibilities. And at the time I didn't think that I was capable of doing that. I, Mm -hmm. I had no history in that. I didn't understand it um but you know when i kind of prayed over it and i said yes this is something i want to do i've um, been really dug in the there was a transformation in me in from kind of this not knowing i could do it and not having that confidence that i could do it to knowing that you know, with god's you know influence and, mm-hmm. and strength and and comfort during those times of figuring it out that i could do it and i think that was a transformational moment for me from a skill set standpoint um, but then, you know, kind of the, um, the things around that, that, not just the skill set part, but me realizing um, that I don't need to be everything, that mm-hmm. I can um, rely on, you know, hiring really smart people and mm-hmm. I can rely on, you know, um, God helping me get those skill sets that I need. I think that transformed how I look at things. Mm-hmm.
2: And do you think it affects the people that you um, manage today? Are you teaching them some of those same principles?
0: I am. And so I went on this journey where I said, you know, I want to create opportunities to encourage as much generosity as possible with people, with donors and volunteers and staff. Uh, And so then um, knowing that I can't do all of that on my own, it helped me. I used to have a problem where I couldn't delegate well because I I always thought I could do it better. Um, But knowing that in order to multiply myself, I'm going to have to delegate, which means I'm going to have to invest and I'm going to have to teach then helped um, encourage that, principle in me and that skill in me to, to teach and empower the people and know that they can do it and they can do it better um, than I ever could.
1: That's a huge lesson, learning to delegate and learning to multiply yourself. And it is true. You could do it better, but you can't do it all. And so in order yeah. to be able to do it all, you have to have other people. You got to multiply yourself. Mm-hmm. So talking about that, you know, a lot of us have leaders that we idolize or we follow. We just really resonate. They really resonate with us. Do you have one of those leaders in your life right now where you follow them?
0: Uh, funny enough, yeah, my, Mike Myers, who I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, he was—he ended up being the CEO at Food for the Hungry, and then he moved on uh, and became the CDO at Krista Ministries, which is the parent organization over world concern. And so I literally did follow him uh, mm-hmm. when he, he joined them in the fall of last year. And uh, at the time, uh, you know, I was considering making a change and uh so i talked to him and and he uh i basically said you know do you have any openings and he said well if you're looking i do and so i followed him over there but he's he's a tremendous leader because of the way that uh, he empowers people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I've always felt working for him in the eight years that I, I've, or nine years now that I've worked for him is that, um, you know, when there's a challenge or when there's a problem, you know, he empowers me to go find the solution. He doesn't expect, he doesn't come in and, and, you know, micromanage or override or any of those things. He He knows and trusts that, that I can do, you know, what he hired me to do.
2: Mm, that, that that builds such great confidence within an organization, too.
1: So talk about books that you've read that have been transformative in your development as a leader. Is there one that sticks out here in this last minute of this segment?
0: Yeah. Um, hmm. That's a really good question. There's a, a book, uh, I think it's Five Dysfunctions of a Team, that uh, we... Um, that's Patrick we Lencioni, use. isn't it? it is and uh, we've used that a number of times when you know one of the one of the things that we often face is uh, going into nonprofits is Mike and I have done some consulting with nonprofits and it's around these team dynamics and uh, lots of times you know there's there's situations where there needs to be teamwork improved and that mm-hmm. book really helps it's a business fable and it really helps. Um, leaders understand different people on their teams and how they interact, All and right. how you can transform those people um, to build a more functioning team.
1: Yeah, boy, when you can invest in people, identify who God created them to be, what He created them to be doing, and then make sure they're plugged in in the right spot. Kind of take the Jim Collins approach. Make sure they're on the right bus. Even that becomes yep. very, very powerful. Hey, we're talking with Jeremy Rice today, senior director of marketing at World Concern. We'll be right back. Many things in life are out of your control, but you can control the content you listen to. I work for Him has created a podcast with you in mind. Subscribe to the I Work For Him PowerPod on your favorite podcast platform, and you can choose to listen on demand. Shows release several times per week and offer 15-minute highlights of content to help you learn to transform your workplace into a mission field. Subscribe today by searching for I Work For Him PowerPod on your favorite podcast platform. That's I Work For Him PowerPod. Take control of your listening time today. Hey, welcome back. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and we're talking today with Jeremy Rice. He is the senior director of marketing at World Concern.
2: So, Jeremy, one of the things we all know about the Christian Leadership Alliance is that for leaders, it's a great place to go to get resources and to hear from other leaders, um, words of wisdom, things that they've learned along the journey. And I would love to hear what you maybe want to invest in the listeners today on this podcast with some leadership wisdom
0: yeah that's a great question yeah i've been with cla for a number of years serving on their advisory council too so i'm really invested into what we do at mm-hmm. cla and the um, outcomes that that we are uh, providing uh, to leaders uh, as we know um you know their leadership is a challenge um it's it's difficult uh, to lead teams and uh, there are times where um, things especially now uh, as we're looking at the landscape of what's happening in the nonprofit mm-hmm. space we're going to be facing some difficult times and so what I want to encourage people with is to find somebody a mentor that's been through situations I mean there's no situation like the one that we've been we've been through but there's a lot of parallels to situations that that these leaders have been through uh, one gentleman um, uh, that I've uh, relied on a lot is Dale Berkey he's the president of our agency at for world concern uh, that we that I've known Deal for about a decade, and so he's one that I can go to and say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm changing my budget, and I'm predicting that revenue is going to go here. What do you think? You know, I'm, I'm, you know, facing this difficult situation with staff. What do you think? And he's provided that key advice. And so I, I really encourage you and, and C L A is a great place to do it, is to find a mentor who's been through these kind of situations where they can provide you, you know, expertise and guidance uh, mm-hmm. so that you're not doing it alone and you're not guessing. Because when we guess, we you have a chance to make mistakes and, and people have made those mistakes and gone through it before us. So find that find that leader.
1: And that goes right into where we always go during this third section of the Outcomes Conference podcast, it's talking about the value of mentoring and discipleship in your own life. So you've got Dale Burke who feeds truth into you is he a guy you walk alongside often or do you have multiple people in your life that that you can walk alongside that can feed truth into you
0: yeah i have about four guys that i rely on one i've already mentioned uh, mike myers who's my my boss and friend and uh, we've done a lot of things together. Tim Smith, who brought me over to Food for Hungry uh, originally, and um, I followed him and worked with him for a, a long time, uh, and and Dale Berkey. And then there's a, a gentleman named Don Heasley. And Don I've known since I was 18. Mm. And Don uh, has always been you know that father figure in my life. Uh, my father uh, passed away young, but my parents divorced a long time ago, and so I didn't have that mm. that man in my life as a, a father. And so Don is someone that I've relied on over the years that – uh, he, um, you know, has always spoken truth into me. That you know, he's a strong Christian. Um, believer he's he's been there to help me along my career and then also in our personal life and our family um, he's been uh, right alongside me walking with me and, and helping me through those difficult situations
2: so let's talk about that as with you as a leader you know a lot of people trying to, to figure out how do you um, you know pick out or surround yourself with people obviously you had some people that really stuck out in your life and you had a need Um. How are you teaching that to the people that uh, report to you and those around you?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, one of the the things that I had to learn uh, as a leader is uh, really strong um, communication skills. And for the last eight years, I've been working remotely. So I've not worked in the same office uh, as my staff, uh, which, you know, at, at FH, when I had, you know, about 18 or 20 staff at, at one time, uh, you know, reporting in my organization, that can be a challenge if you don't have that, that understand that skill set of communication. Yeah. And so we've been able to surround ourselves with tools and with uh, just a, a a constant, you know, check in with people um, to to help develop those communication skills, and then from those communication skills come trust. And when somebody trusts you, then it can opens up the ability to mentor people and to really feed into their life. And they, they bring those difficult situations to you, uh, and then it's just using those the years of wisdom and and the things where you've gone either through similar circumstances and and had those trusted people to help guide you, or you've just gone it and, and, you know, made those mistakes um, to be able to then apply those lessons into people's lives.
1: So how do you stay... In touch with your people. If you're all working remotely and everybody's working remotely now, but you're saying on a regular basis, that's a normal thing for you. So, how are you staying in touch? How do you develop relationships with people when you're remote? Because they're not just there to do the work that you've hired them to do, they're God's creations, they're God's people. He created them for a specific purpose. They have a call on their life. How do you befriend them? How do you become part of their life other than just a boss? Mm
0: Yeah, great question. I think uh, the communication tools of the last couple of years have been really transformative. So at FH, we use Slack. At World Concern, we use Teams because it gives you the ability to check in on people pretty frequently that's in a non obtrusive way. And so email's difficult because you can't just say, hey, how are you? And kind of carry this you know instant conversation back and forth on. Uh, but with Slack or Teams, with these kind of uh, communication tools that allow you to carry these conversations on, you can have kind of the virtual water cooler. Uh, you can have these channels that aren't there just for business, but are there for fun. Um, and when you're able to develop some of those fun areas, then people have a more a, a more ability, I think, to, to open up and to be able to communicate because you're not just always talking about, you know, did you get this task done? Did you get this thing done? Um, But you are able to then venture into, you know, Hey, how was your weekend and what are, how are things going? And Hey, you know, your wife's struggling, you know, how's that going? And really get into Mm -hmm. these conversations with people that otherwise may not have happened.
1: So using Slack or teams in order to be able to communicate with people, two great tools, but when do you get the face-to-face time? Do you have weekly meetings with everybody face-to-face?
0: So uh, we do, um, you know, and and depending on the teams, you know, some of those are frequent. So uh, I thought a really good model that we had at at Food for the Hungry was uh, each week on Mondays, we had what we called our strategy team meeting. And that was the leadership within marketing would get together. And it was a video call. And then Wednesdays, we would have a marketing team meeting. And that was always staff driven. And so it would rotate responsibility of who was in charge Mm. of that meeting. And the format was really cool. It was a time of devotional or spiritual time. And that was really up to the person as to what they wanted to do. And often that included music, um, sometimes, you know, scripture reading, you know, just dependent on that person and having all these different faith backgrounds on the team. Uh, really gave, you know, different view into how people were raised. Then there was a time of, of more fun, get to know you kind of exercise. And then there was a time of updates from people. So people would say, you know, I need five minutes this week, I need 10 minutes to so talk about this thing. And that was mm-hmm. the only business kind of section of the meeting.
2: But you got um, to really know each other that way, it sounds like.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And so that's a, another great way to build relationship with people right. is uh, having that time where the get to know you and the spiritual, where you can combine those things together and mm-hmm. have that the, the lab that be staff driven and not leadership driven was really important
1: great idea mm-hmm. jeremy rice senior director of marketing and world concern thank you jeremy for being on the podcast today
0: Thank you, Jim and Martha. Really appreciate the time.
1: We just hope that something you heard today is driving you deeper onto your knees as we learned about connecting with your people even when you're remote. We learned about delegating because you can't do it all and we learned about mentoring and the power of that has been in Jeremy's life. So we're hoping that something here is driving you deeper into the kingdom.
2: Remember, the wisdom in this podcast came to you by way of someone else. So if you loved it, share it after you say so with a friend.
1: You've been listening to I Work For In with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I work for him.